Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 in the morning. 7.40 if you're Mountain Time, 8.40 Texas Time, 9.40 if you're Michigan and East Coast Time. And if you ever miss these calls, you can go back and pick them up off of Sound, S-O-U-N-D, Cloud, C-L-O-U-D, put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, and these calls will pop up. They're archived now more than, back more than nine years. And the last, most of the last year, we actually had not only who the host was and the date, but also the subject of what the call was. And there are a lot of really great calls that have been archived over the years. Frank says that also if you put in um, Frank Lomas and TR90 or Solutions and the digit 4 anti-aging, if you just broadcast through a different podcast service, it's possible that you could pick him up, uh, pick them up elsewhere. So remember that's TR90 or Solutions, the Digit 4 Anti-Aging, and Frank Wellness with your podcast app, and you could put these calls up as well. With that being said, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to this call. The TR90 program, when you're first starting out, is that one really good clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day. Um... I'm just checking because, oh, I'm sounding muffled again this morning. I apologize because it's in a better location on my head than it was the other day. So I will adjust that and see if that will make a little bit of a difference. Hope hope that that uh, helps. Um, so as I was saying, one really good clean lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein and at least three of those meals. Um, if you're a really large person, you may need to add a fifth meal with 30 grams of protein or increase the grams of protein for those three meals. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week because remember this is a lifestyle change. It's not something you're doing uh, once and you're over and done with it. It's something that you're progressively working for to make a better lifestyle for yourself going forward. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before your meals is optimum. If it, you're not able to do that, take them with your meals. It just means that um, it just means that it's not going to be as effective as it would be if you had had it 15 to 20 minutes before. With that being said, seven to nine hours of rest daily. Um, the rest are several things. Um, if you're sleep deprived, start out with that. Get your sleep under control and then jump into the TR90 program with both feet. So sleep actually helps you make better decisions, but there's a whole bunch of other um, metabolic reasons to make sure you're getting good, adequate sleep. And the current thinking is that the sleep spot is between seven and nine hours a day. Getting seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables daily is another key part of this program. It gives you 
micronutrients, macronutrients, and also fiber. Uh, guys, you should be getting about, I think, 45 grams of fiber daily. And I think for the women, I think it's like 39 grams of fiber daily. And the best way to get that is do those fruits and vegetables. And the closer you get them to the source, or how they come naturally, the more likely you're going to get sufficient um, grams of fiber because that actually helps from some other things that um, digestively that you don't want going on. So with that being said, I've been sharing some information with you out of a book that is called Fat Chance. Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, Obesity, and Disease. It was written by Robert H. Lustig, MD, MSL. And I started sharing with you um, about the call for the global sugar reduction. And we'll just pick up right here with, let's see, I think we left off with this one. So, so why alcohol is so relevant? The appropriate analogy to draw for sugar is with alcohol. And let's recap that. So number one, alcohol is derived from the fermentation of sugar. Second, both are metabolized by the liver process, bypassing insulin regulations to overload the mitochondria and cause metabolic abnormalities. Number three, both act as energy source, but as a clear health, but with a clear health cost. Four, both are legal substances that produce harm when overused. Five, both cause the diseases of metabolic syndrome. Six, both are addictive and acting at the reward center of the brain with binging, craving, tolerance, and withdrawal. Seven, both bringing with it a stigma from overuse. Eight, both are abused by the lowest socioeconomic strata, almost certainly to stimulate pleasure, and the overwhelming burden of harm falls on them. Nine, both are treated as market commodities. Ten, both have generated powerful industry lobby industry lobbies and vested interests and have co-opted the objectivity of many government officials. So those, those are the 10 reasons why, alcohol, why we should compare alcohol with sugar and sugar with alcohol because they have those 10 things in common. Unfortunately, moderating your sugar intake is nearly impossible given our current sugar glut. Sugar is in nearly everything you eat or drink, and you're hooked on it from childhood. Given all the metabolic, hedonic, and societal similarities to alcohol, it doesn't make sense to use lessons learned from doesn't make sense to use lessons learned from alcohol control policies and apply them as a template for societal approaches to sugar reduction. There's no question that the public health campaigns can help change attitudes, which can help change disease risk. 
For instance, education, increased condom use to reduce the HIV rates. But for alcohol, tobacco, and street drugs, most of the popular approaches to public health education don't work to curtail abuse for two reasons. Because they do not do anything to reduce availability of the substance in question and because those substances are addictive. For instance, school-based education programs have little effect on reducing alcohol consumption. School-based obesity education programs to date also show limited success, in part because our kids' food preferences are formed before they ever get to school and because their home environment remains constant. Teaching the child how to fix her environment necessary but not sufficient. Ask the child who returns from fat camp and gains all of his weight back within three months. What about public service announcements, the PSAs, or counter-advertising? The recent anti-tobacco ads with amputees and tracheotomy patients are pretty stark, but they don't change tobacco availability. Thus far, alcohol PSAs have demonstrated only modest effects with respect to total alcohol consumption. Despite numerous ad campaigns to combat obesity, such as those in New York City, there are no, there are no data that show that PSAs alone are effective in reducing sugar consumption. Necessary, but not sufficient. How about the latest hot idea? Menu labeling. New York City has the first, was the first to require in-store labeling for consumer education. The results show that for adults, average calorie consumption did not change with the advent of labeling changes alone. 828 versus 828. 46 calories, only a 15% of adults altered their choices based on caloric knowledge. One study compared a New York City sample population exposed to labeling with Newark, New Jersey. Sample population exposed to no labeling. Guess what? No difference. Worse yet, none of the current menu labeling initiatives even measure sugar. It's just total calories, fat and salt. Necessary, but not sufficient. This goes for the food labeling as well. Remember smart choices, the green check mark that the food industry placed on products to indicate compliance with the USDA food standards? Cocoa Crisps, uh, Cocoa Krispies and Fruit Loops for the smart choice insignia. Fruit Loops qualified because it met standards for fiber, vitamins A and C, because it did not exceed limits on fat, sodium, and sugar, only 12 grams of, per serving or 41% of the product, that's all. The program was scrapped in 2009 due to the outcry of citizens incredulous that Fruit Loops was on the list. The Environmental Working Group in 2011 
published sugar and children cereals, which documented the sugar content of 84 breakfast cereals and while they were at it, the lack of fiber. And there's a table here that shows the worst, incredibly, fruit loops is only number 10. Perhaps the, the biggest travesty in this information is not squarely placed on the label for all to see. So the 10 worst children's breakfast cereals are from among 275. Number one was Kellogg's Honey Smacks that had 55.6% sugar by weight. Coast Golden Crisp at 51.9% sugar. Kellogg's Fruit Loops, Marshmallows, 48.3% sugar. Quaker Oats Captain Crunch Oops, All Berries was 46.9%. The fifth was Quaker Oats Captain Crunch 44.4% sugar. Sixth was Quaker Oats O's, 44.4% sugar. Kellogg's S'mores, M-O-R-Z, 43% sugar. Number eight was Kellogg's Apple Jacks at 42.9% sugar. Ninth was Quaker Oats Captain Crunch Crunch Berries at 42.3% sugar. And number 10 was Kellogg's Fruit Loops, the original, at 41.4% sugar. So just giving you an idea that a lot of the children's cereals are really loaded with sugar in with that and with how they've done that. Then there is the government guidelines in 2010. Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee suggested an upper limit of 25% of daily calories allotted to added sugar. Remember, nutritional facts give you only the total sugar and not the added sugar. However, a recent adult study showed that when 25% of the calories were due to added sugar, people developed worsened LDL, triglycerides, and insulin resistance within two weeks. The bottom line, although lots of effort and money have been thrown at various methods, of obesity prevention at the individual education level, the results are downright disappointing. When it comes right down to it, you can't change the behavior with information alone, especially when you are talking about addictive substances. Necessary but not sufficient again. Because the biochemical drive will eventually overcome overcome any cognitive attempt to control it. Nope, it's not going to be all about changing the environment. And that means changing the availability. And I believe I've reached the end for today. So I'm going to stop there. We'll have Victoria up tomorrow with one of her lovely meditations to get us started off on our weekend right. This is Susan Mann. For February 24th, 2022, signing out. I'm going to take everybody off mute so we can say goodbye to each other. And I'm sorry if the um, our phone call has been so fuzzy. There wasn't a lot I could do about it, but I did do the best I could to kind of rearrange things and see if we can make it work. So, 
Let's see if I can get us unmuted here. And if you're interested at the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook One Team Global Live, there will be one of our leaders sharing information. So. Thank you, Susan. That You're welcome. about the cereal is just, I mean, even though I knew it, it's still hearing it is just unbelievable, the amount of sugar. Yeah, and it, it really sets you back and you go, oh. And then I'm thinking, gee, those were all cereals that I kept out of the house for a reason. I'm so glad I did. But that doesn't mean my kids don't like them upon occasion. <laughs> But they're old enough to make their own decisions now. I can't I can't control what they eat. <laughs> That's kind of on them. It seemed to be twenty seven and thirty, so <laughs> there is that. Well, I wish everybody a really great day. Stay hydrated out there. Make sure you're drinking your water. I think I forgot to mention water at the beginning this morning. So most of us need to be be safe, oh, I will. Well, I will. I'm going to wait to see what happens here. I haven't seen anything, and I haven't gotten a message on my phone from the school district saying that school is closed, so I suspect we're in business. So, But it's going to be change, It's supposed to be warming up and changing the rain, so it should be better. So that'll be good. <laughs> okay. Take care, one and all. Well, We'll be back tomorrow. You're welcome. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.